WCT after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. WGTs after further review as I got David the man of God Harris on the phone lines we're talking a little bit of NBA draft action a little bit as uh, we talked a little bit about the NFL and uh, uh, basically his top 15 2.0 draft he'll give you the rest of it next week is can you believe the draft is um, a little bit less than a month away but now we'll talk a little bit about the in it, the NBA draft and some something big's going on here we're always discussing about the one and done situation here is uh basically is it Darius Basley I believe it is uh going yeah. to Cincinnati who went to Cincinnati Princeton in uh in Ohio here instead of even going to Syracuse who he committed to about last year basically said you know what I'm going to pull a curveball. I'm going to the G League. And the top players actually in the G League only make about $26,000. And he says, I'm going to go there, try to learn the pro, the ropes of the being a pro, and then put my name into the NBA draft. And uh, your thoughts on that, uh, David? Yeah, I think I start with two things. One, the financial aspect. You mentioned kind of the salary, you know, G League salary cap. $26,000, and then you get other endorsements and all that stuff on top of it. So from a financial standpoint, yes, you're making you know $26,000 for this year and then entering into the draft where if you were to go into the college and do the one-and-done system, which I'm pretty sure he would do, I have strong indications just kind of just how the story is hearing and unfolding. It sounds like he would have been a one-and-done guy anyway. Why not go to school for for a semester, build your brand that way? You're playing in the ACC at a, at a marquee, you know, recognizable name in the country where you're going to get both brand exposure with Syracuse. You're going to get brand exposure playing in the ACC against other top talent. So you're going to, and you're going to be on national TV for about half of the games anyways because ACC and Syracuse. And you have a strong, you have more eyes looking at you when those national games, I think more so than the G League. Because those, in the G League, most of those players, 23, 24 year old guys who are working, who have, or some of them have rights to the NBA team. Like, yeah, there'll be people monitoring you and watching you for whatever G League affiliate, but they don't have rights to you. And so while they may be looking at you and other teams will be looking at you, they're also taking a look at all these college prospects. And if, say, for example, Trey Young, if a Trey Young is playing in the G League, but we have known about his and, and played even the same way that he was playing ball at Oklahoma, would he have been plastered all over ESPN? Would he have had the same kind of natural exposure, say, if he was in Idaho or Greensboro or, or Grand Rapids? Uh, you know, yeah, like, the like, like any of these, 
any small places. And there was an SI article this week that talked about just kind of the G League basketball experience. The travel is similar to a mid-major program. You're not getting world-class training facilities and trainers and physicians and people who are monitoring kind of your health in the same way or the same consistent way as you would say if you were at if you were at Syracuse. And so looking at his body, kid needs to bulk up. Like if he thinks, you know, being or coming into the league or playing a year in the G League and he and he'll get that by playing against twenty three, twenty four to twenty six or you know, the age range of the G League. These are grown men who will body him around. So he definitely needs to bulk up and I think from that point, kind of getting kind of transitioning to the second point, just the basketball aspect, where I think a year playing with Jim Beheim, who runs pretty close to a pro offense, just kind of what he does. I mean, everyone talks about the 2-3 zone that he's known for, but then on the offensive side, it's not as though he doesn't know what it takes to, you know, get players ready for the NBA with his work with USA basketball with his work with other professionals. Does he he is he knows a little something about the pros. And so I think just from a professional level, I would rather him do the one and done or or even that way and kind of just see where he stands among his peers and get bigger, stronger, faster, more basketball ready that way rather than jumping right into the fire. Because, you know, the G League is not, you know, forgiving. Whereas if you have a bad game in college, you know, yeah, you may get some bad press. Yeah, someone may talk you know, bad about you on, you know, a student radio station in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing this for a G League team, like that's an entire city, entire fan base. And then not on top of that, you get all these scouts and G League other players saying, hey, you came in here guns blazing, you know, you're the one with the target on your back. We're just trying to show you what it's like here. And so I think just for for him, I think it would have been better to do the one and done. But, you know, it's his decision. He's an adult. He made his choice and it worked out for him. But. Well, I, I guess you got to give the kid credit. I mean, he's not wasting a scholarship. If he knows he's going to be a one and done kid, I mean, as they said before, you know, you get these one and done guys, they do well the you know, the first semester to stay eligible and after that they know they're going to the league and then the second semester they're not even really paying attention in class and, and they're leaving and it's like, Well, why waste the time of Syracuse and Bayheim's time if you know you're not gonna really stay at least two years? So I you gotta give the kid credit for that, saying, you know what, look, you know, I'm a one and done kid and you know, I wanna get on out of here and he wants to get paid to play basketball. Um, as far as that goes, that, 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 I guess, you know, I, I commend him for that. At least he's being honest. Uh, I, but I think though the, the, the one problem maybe with the G league is, is that it is a professional league. You do get paid. Okay. Those are some positives, even though, it, you know, minuscule money. Now 26,000 goes to the top players. I don't know if Baisley is going to be one of the top players because he's coming straight out of high school. Normally the, the 26,000 goes to a guy that can make a roster spot 
or a guy that now I don't know how the contract structure works. I'm gonna have to ask Coach Cone how it works. But there's some guys that are already up in the league who sign a contract, and I believe they still get their salary that they're usually paid if they're with the big boy league. So usually, I'm I'm what I'm guessing. Like I said, I'll ask Coach Cone, which I'll try to get Coach Cone on next week. That the top, usually the guys that are getting the twenty six thousand are the guys that are probably one call away from you know making the team now here's the, the the problem though usually the top guys in the g league like a guy like a k felder they're not really superstars in the league so to speak they're more of fringe to into the bench players a guy that can fill up a, a, a roster if someone gets injured or you know for the playoffs maybe they need an extra guy for practicing whatever may be the case and if this Baisley guy thinks he's a one-and-done and a top 10 pick in the draft, if he doesn't, I guess you have to admit it, if he doesn't do well in G League games, it could possibly hurt his stock compared to being in college where, uh, you know, Trey Young had a few, well, Trey Young had a lot of bad games the second go-around when he played teams in his conference when they really had to, they focused on him with their defenses, they can say, eh, well, you know, that happened in college. He was the man there, and he was the only thing they got going on there. But when you go to the G League and you do poorly, they might say, well, wait a minute, dude, you know, you're going to be a high potential guy here. We got you, you know, struggling against, you know, these G League guys. I mean, that could possibly potentially hurt him. Um, But I, I do agree with you on everything else, though, that, you know, even though you do you are one and done, I think it really helps your brand more if you go to college and in the G League. I mean, I just think that positives you get paid a little bit of money to play basketball, uh, but negatives is is that um, you better really bet on yourself because if you don't and you go to the G League and you're not doing too well, it, it could probably hurt him getting m- more money in the long run. Yeah, and it. He'll be eligible because you have to be, you know, 19 or one year removed after high school graduation. So thinking about the other, the other one and not only just the one and done that will be, you know, freshmen this year, like the entire Duke starting five next year, but then also thinking about the guys that are sophomore, junior, seniors that are going to have another year of honing their craft in college and learning and honing their games. And so it just, the cards stack up. So, yeah, like you said, he has to be gangbusters from day one. And he can't come in. He can't come into the league if he's balling out. So that's another thing. Like, at, at some point, he's going to have to, and I'm sure he's thought about it, but thinking about, yes, it's, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a little pay for playing in the G League, but is it better for me to get a little bit of pay in the short term or go to Syracuse, home my craft, and then be a lock for if he's as good as he says he is, you know, one of the top players in the country. I mean, will he be a lock for a first rounder and get that big time money? Because that, at the end of the day, if you're banking on yourself, like, there's some tough competition out there. Oh yeah, it's all- yeah, you're totally right. It, 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 it'll it'll be 
if he if he bets on himself, he, I mean, he, he go. That's I think that's the one bet you need to be doing. I mean, considering you know people bet on race horses and other sporting events, I mean, the best thing to do is really bet on yourself. I I really think it's kind of confusing. You know, going to the, the to the G League, I, I can understand if they were paying a little bit more money. I could see if they were maybe paying like seventy, seventy five thousand for him to be down there. But um, I I really think that the college experience, and I'm just saying this because I've experienced it, is is a really great experience to have. And you're, you're around your peers, and you know you're right. You're, you're going to the G League. This is more of a uh, uh, how can I say this? You're going against grown men that are competing for spots. You're not really. It's not going to be any camaraderie. It's not. You know, it's it's. How's I'm how am I back feeding there, David? It's it's uh. How can I say this? You're going up against grown. No, it's a it's a life experience that going to college and having. I understand it's one and done. I and I trust me. I I, I believe that. I, I think it's great. I think it's really sincere that he's like, oh, you know, look, dude, I'm going to be a one and done. And, I'm, you know, I really want to just play pro basketball. And he's not wasting someone's time in the scholarship. But at the same time, I just think having the college experience of just being around your peers and, and you know, learning things, making mistakes more at the college level is a little bit better than maybe going more into the cold, cold world of the G League where, you know, of pro basketball i just don't think people look at that 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 aspect of it i think i think it's more of i want to go pro and this is what i want to do and i get to play basketball all the time and i think that's where he's probably looking at it as an 18 year old kid oh i just get to play basketball all the time i gotta worry about no books i gotta worry about school yeah that is true but i i think there's a lot of growth um at a good pace when going to college and jumping in to the professional world and I mean that even goes for any any profession you know if you're an 18 year old kid instead of going to college and you jump right into the professional world uh, I don't think not too many 18 year olds can handle some of the, the adult situations that they, they would need to handle compared to someone that maybe had the, the college experience but as you know, as you me and you have said on this show to each their own yeah and, and I think one of the things is going to be that culture shock those road trips where accommodations aren't the same as, you know, being a Jordan brand or McDonald's All-American athlete, which he is. Like, those accommodations, you know, the top tier, all this less travel. Like, well, he, he doesn't, but, but then again, he hasn't, has he really experienced that? He's just only been in high school. It's not like he got a taste of it a little bit, and then now he's in the G League. Because that's, that's, like you meant, that's a shock for some of these guys that are in the G League. You know, they, there's a lot of prominent guys that do play, you know, for Power 5 schools. And like you said, the travel is comparable to mid-major teams i some people have said it's comparable more or less to lower mid-major teams and more of a d2 naia uh situation with the g league you know some people say it's not all what it's cracked up to be but you know at the same time how he if he's never lived experienced a life of being a power five player or in a power five conference you know it, i don't think that makes much of a big deal of basically to him anyway well i think Kind of the travel and going to, and granted, I don't know what his, but um, this man Princeton, their travel, I don't know if they do national games or play against other top teams in the country. I, so I don't know. Well, no, that not really. Game. I mean, with the, the way the OSHA is, you're only allowed to play 22 games. And usually 
depending on the conference, um, if usually most conferences have about eight teams in it and you're going to play each team twice, that already takes up 14 games already out of the 22. So then you have eight games um, that you can play. And, and and I'm sure Princeton plays in some power, you know, some top teams out of Ohio like St. John's does. You know, you know, we had 14 games in conference and then we had, I think, three or four games out in San Diego. And one of the games was against Crossroads, which was Shaquille O'Neal's son's uh, 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 school, Sharif O'Neal. So we got to play them out there in, in the San Diego Invitational. So I'm sure I think I think Cincinnati Princeton, if I go, if I were to take a look at their, you know, schedule, it's not right in front of me. Uh, they probably played in a couple holiday tournaments that had good comp, but no, their their travel schedule for Cincinnati, Princeton, and high school is not going to be comparable to a G League or a mid major, you know, conference like that. No, I mean not to mention you got to remember too in the G League, um, it was different from college and high school. You know, in college you're playing two times a week. I think in the G League you're, you bump that up to like almost a regular NBA schedule where there's three to four times a week. Yeah, and I think that that's probably going to be the biggest thing, and that lends to if you were to have that college, even playing a one and done, having that college experience where you're learning about the fitness of how to play multiple games in a week, even if it is, you know, two or three times, or you have to know how on this day training to get ready for this game the next night, what to focus on. And yes, you can learn that kind of, going through it, the trial by fire, but doing that, just having that basketball for the college schedule where it's, yes, I'm, I'm doing these things, but it's not, a, like it's not taking a huge, I guess a huge toll would be the best way to say it, but it's not as though he's coming out the gates and he has to play lights out from day one if he were to be at Syracuse. Mm. There, there'll be that understanding of Okay, we understand freshman jitters. There are, you know, other top recruits who struggled in their first month, month and a half of play. It happens. You know, freshmen, some of these teams, I don't know, looking at, just looking, pulling up, um, this is my Princeton schedule, kind of going up against teams like Wilmington, Fairfield, Pickerington, North. Hamilton. Which was a good team, by the way. I mean, we we can we can go back and forth, David. We got we're kind of a little short yeah. on time, and with we the fact of the matter is is that is that you know even the Kobe's, the Kevin Garnett's, LeBron's, and, and Tracy McGrady's, and more or less the Tracy McGrady's and Kobe Bryant's when they broke into the league. I mean, it was pretty much they were on the road all the time. He you know Tracy McGrady says he slept most of the time for his his rookie season in Toronto and he wasn't getting any playing time. He was a little bit frustrated. And I think that's what's going to happen with this Basley kid. I mean, I think it would be more fun to just go to college. You know, you you can dominate. You're still playing good competition, um, but you can just learn your mistakes and you can really work on your game. And you can, I think, more have more growth as a person and learn time management and stuff like that in college compared to just being rushed into this league where there's no patience at all. I mean, it's basically you got to produce now so that, and not to mention you're going against guys that, yeah, you can be cool with them, but, you know, they're trying to take your job. Now, he might adjust really well to it and say, you know what, I'm here to play ball and, 
you know, maybe he, you know, I don't know the kid personally, so, you know, he could be ready for it. But like I said before, you, you always can't underestimate, you know, at least having that college experience and having those memories with people that are more around your age. And, you, you know, you're going to go through the rookie wall and, you know, there's going to be, you know, people are going to be more understanding. Now, he could end up in a good situation where it's a veteran team and guys can bring him under his wing and teach him how to be a great professional. He, he could get that situation. I think it's all about situations, too, where, you know, that could happen. Or he can get a situation where, you know, most guys are me first and people could be jealous of him because he, he's the young kid and everyone knows he probably has a lot more potential than that next guy. And, you know, the next, the guy that's there is trying to, you know, feed his family. So we don't know what will happen. I just tell people, you know, wish him the best of luck. But I think sometimes don't underestimate the power of going to college. Uh, final thoughts, David, as we got to get out of here. Yeah, I just think the college – and don't underestimate, like, like you said. Hey, go to college. Have fun. You know, you're a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid. Like, enjoy your youth, because once you turn pro, like, the pro game, you know, pro life takes the youthful excitement out of you. So, enjoy your youth while you can, man. I like, think... the money... Go ahead. money will be there, but, you know. Yeah, the, the money will be there. As I said, I, I, I appreciate his honesty. You know, he knows he wants to be a one-and-done guy, so he's not, you know, wasting an opportunity, and he's not wasting their time. Um, and at the same time, as I said, you know, sometimes you're wasting an opportunity just to, to just experience something different in life and in more of a, a slower pace. So maybe I think sometimes the one and done actually helps some guys more or less get to, to the pro game, especially, you know, you learn how to eat right with nutrition and, and, and lift weights, like you said, to get to get you that pro body. Because, you know, Bayheim is part of, you know, he's been part of basketball for years i mean heck he's probably best friends with james naismith as long as he's been in the game but uh i kid i kid uh but he you know like i said to each their own and you know you, i gotta say you gotta just wish the kid the the best of luck and uh you know hopefully he can, he can possibly make it you know different strokes i guess for different folks we got planned for this easter weekend david yeah basketball around the clock i mean they still all started up but you know it's baseball. Like, who's paying attention to baseball? Now, I know a lot of people that are paying attention to baseball right now, especially opening day weekend. I don't because I know that it's, it's a long, long season. But people pay attention to at least the first month of baseball because that's when you know if your team is going to be really a, com- a competitor or, you know, is this going to be a long, long year like the Tigers going into 13 against your Pirates. Yeah, I mean, the Pirates won the first round or first game of the doubleheader, but their season's already over just I know it. <laughs> like, they're already out of contention. Oh, wow. And they've only played about uh, two games. <laughs> uh, well, I, th- that's kind of crazy. Anyway, David, uh, have a good Easter, man. All right, you too. All right, that was David the Man of God Harris talking a little bit about some NBA basketball. Once again, you can always listen to us on our podcast on WXUT's After Further Review, either on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Again, thanks to Frank and Ryan McCumber calling in as well, talking a little bit about Michigan State and having his power play. This has been a presentation of 88.3 WTs. After further review, we're always live Saturdays at 11 to 1. Like I said, we've got the podcast coming up for Frank and David. And thanks to Ryan McCumber, I'm Derek Lawson. This is 88.3 WTs. After further review, peace. We're out.